0: Welcome in, welcome in, welcome once again to another edition of Three in Three Out. I'm your host, Clinton Bonner. I am joined by Brandon Schultz and Brandon. Guess what? Our Seahawks, our Seahawks are six and two.
1: They're six and two. We had the five and one drinking game. Do we need a six and two drinking game? Because I feel at the midpoint of the season, six and two. Uh, you're you're halfway there. Four and zero oh on the road. I I can't find a reason to be down about this
0: you know, halfway there, lived on our prayer, six and two, we might as well drink, right? I, I get it. I, you know, I've, I've watched some of the other uh, post-game shows. I listened to yours with Kenneth Arthur. I thought he was nice and balanced and brought some, some good flavor to it. Let's do a few more where some of the pundits in the in the Seahawks, uh, you know, podcast world are just kind of just complaining about the game and, and just, you know, just really upset that we didn't blow them out further. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just of the, maybe the age at this point, I don't know, being of ripe 41 where if we go on the road and we get like a middle of season victory and we're six and two and we're not quite there yet but it's not quite December who the hell cares we're six and two this is still okay to me that's that's kind of my take at this point of the of this season
1: the year that the Seahawks won the Super Bowl that 21 to weren't they down like 21 to nothing to the Tampa Bay Bucks I, I think they oh, yeah. were even down let's see thinking back to the Matt Schaub game where they played the mm-hmm. Texans they were down 20-3 to three at halftime and came back and and had to win that game in overtime. So, yeah, that was an ugly win, but they got it done. And maybe people felt better about that because, you know, the Richard Sherman interception, the kick in the field goal in overtime, it was a comeback win rather than, you know, a allowing the team to get back into the game. But there were some ugly wins in that first half of the Super Bowl season, too.
0: And I think people forget that. And yeah, and that Tampa Bay team was horrendous. And that game was at the clink. Uh, and yeah, I remember watching that Houston game too. And we're like, oh, this game's over with until Schaub lobbed that one out there for Sherman. But it, but that's what happens in a long NFL season. It's, it's just, you know, you rack up your wins, especially on the road with 4-0. Oh, can't complain about that. 6-2, and two, can't complain about that. And you know what? Yeah, we're entering a tougher part of our schedule. But, but we're also going to be kind of a different team in the second half of the year. We got injuries to talk about. We got trades that are happening things are kind of this this team's gonna gonna have to pivot a little bit and it's gonna be interesting and and heck look look i was upstairs just before coming down to my car recording this from my car because well you won't get into that but (laughs) but but the but watching, you know, the Dolphins running up and down the field on the Steelers, I'm like, oh, thank thank the maker. We're not either of these teams. Like these teams are a disaster, right? Especially, especially Pittsburgh trading away the first pick to uh, to Minka to, to give uh, the Dolphins all those first round picks. Like it could be a heck of a lot worse. So that's that's my stand on this. And oh, by the way, did, did we mention that this this is three in, three out? You can follow me at Clinton Bond on Twitter. You could follow Brandon at Seahawkerspod. Of course, you got the Seahawkers podcast, you got the Field goals podcast this is a beautiful little side quill where we like to talk about the ins the outs the intricacies of the game go a little bit deeper deeper than the average pundit and of course brandon we got we have one simple simple rule could you tell the good folks uh, you know of, of, of the, the flock what's our rule what do we do
1: even when clinton's recording from his car when we win we start with an in
0: We start with an in, this is glorious, but no matter where I'm recording from, last time I was down in Orlando, wasn't so glorious after a loss, I'm in my driveway, I have a cheap beer in my my cup holder, and we're going to start with an in, so I'm fired to do so, so why don't we get to it right now? All right, Brandon, this one I think is going to silence some of the haters, right? right. I have been known to, do, to to rail on this guy from time to time. You might know where I'm going already. I've been known for about a season and a half, clue number two, to feel that this dude really wasn't playing up to snuff. Uh, but I got to say, man, you know who looked like a really, really good RB2 for us on Sunday? Do you know who looked like a really good RB2, like had a good role, did his job, looked quick, looked fast? I know you're, you're not going to say Nick Ballor,
1: because uh, um, are, <laughs> you, are you trying to bait <laughs> and switch me?
0: No, 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 I have done that in the past on you for sure. But no, I'm giving this first in to Penny. Yes. I thought Rashad, I thought Rashad Penny played, like that's what an RB2 should do. He looked, again, we'll talk mainly about the first half when it comes to the offense, but... Man oh man, like didn't he look good? Didn't he look like he had like a super quick step? Didn't he look like a different back than Carson? Carson's still a better running back. That he's he is better. He's obviously tougher and all these things, but but man oh man, Penny had these beautiful little sidestep moves, these little jukes to the side, like right off the line. And then he had real quickness to the edge. I know Atlanta is, is not a great defense, but this was the kind of consistency where it wasn't, it wasn't some like end around play where he had a hole, ignored three holes, went back around, <laughs> ran 72 yards side to side for a 17 yard game. Everybody's going gaga. I'm like, the dude just couldn't kind of went straight in this case. He just like found holes, made sidesteps, got to the edge, got to the edge with speed and, And like to me, I was like, damn, that is a one-two punch. Uh, Love Carson, but I thought Penny played really, really well. The most consistent, say, first half that I've seen the dude play, and I am giving Penny the first in.
1: Yeah, just 18 snaps on the day for Penny, but when he was in, his eight carries going for 55 yards and had the long run of 17 yards. I think one of the things that you recognize Clinton and one of the things you were bagging on him on is really that type of vision where, yeah, he's not seeing the hole. And multiple times we saw him, you know, the play going one direction and he saw that the backside was open and he puts on the brakes. One time he almost slipped, but he kept his balance yep, and yep. Uh, was able to pick up big yardage. So, yes, I, I'm glad that Rashad Penny won, had the type of game where he received recognition, but. Also, he fit in that that way that uh, you can call him out on the show as well. It's his
0: time. Uh, you know, it, it's I promised the flock when they were railing on me, saying I just pick on the guy for the sake of pick on the guy, and maybe I did. But uh, <laughs> but you know, like he deserved it. He gets it. I couldn't be happier. Be like, you know what? It's, what? it's like this team again. I think people get confused and think that football seasons are short. They feel short. They take a long time to come around. But football seasons are are like deceptively long seasons. They had they have different ebbs and flows. This Seahawks team again with injuries we got to deal with now with the trades we made like this is going to be a very different team come december even than what we saw this first the first uh, two quarters of this year and if penny and and carson could be that kind of one 2 listen we have flaws we are not we are, we're not a great team but if penny and carson could be that one 2 we could still be a very very good team so fired up that penny got that first in all right we got to head over to an out why don't we do that right now what do you say let's do it all right. So this out is a bit of like a realization, right? So it's just like, man, oh man, like the, the Brit injury hurts. And, and no, I'm not giving Joey Hunt an out. If anything, Joey Hunt would be closer to an in for me for picking things up and playing pretty admirably. However, like the, the the warts of like what Brit is and what Joey Hunt is not starts to come out and, you know, in in the second half of the game. And I can't blame, you know, I can't blame either of those dudes for that. But I, I am kind of done I'm kinda done with Fant as like anything but that six that sixth guy. Mm. I, I I just you know there was to me there was there was a lot of plays that particularly there was a I think it was a third and three, about two minutes to go in the third quarter. It's now 24-11, so Falcons are creeping back in this thing and they do, they, you know, they give, they give the ball to Carson on third and three and Fant at that point, I think he's, I think he's in for Brown at this point in the game. And he just doesn't block his dude at all. Like it wasn't like an extra guy on the line. It wasn't like he crashed down and like, you know, took out, you know, got second level or or crashed down on like a tackle or anything like that. He just let his dude off the edge completely scot free and just have a shot on carson where carson's getting hammered the moment he's touching the ball in a really key situation again this is late third quarter falcons own this quarter they scored 11 points it's now 24 to 11 and fant just whiffs not even that's not, not even the right term it wasn't a whiff yeah. fant just doesn't even know his assignment does not block his dude. I, I'm, I'm just overall done with Fant as anything but this but this kind of Sixth Sense guy. You want to play him as that cute Sixth Sense, run him out in a few patterns, get our big package in there, and run Carson to the right side if he, if he's stacking the right side. I'm okay with that. I think it's pretty cool. It could be pretty inventive. I'm pretty much done with, with Fant anywhere else. So for me, hanging me out on him. I know he's a fan favorite. I like the dude. I just don't like him when he's in and trying to be Dwayne Brown because Dwayne Brown he is not
1: that was a baffling play of, of when right. he when he made that block cuz you potty clearly he he had that guy blocked and yet he just allows the defender on the edge to come around with no other help you know it's not like you had fullback Nick Ballore in the game and yeah I know Russell Wilson when you look at pro football focus he had a pretty nice uh, run blocking grade but you can't expect Russell to, <laughs> to get in the way in, in, of a defensive end coming around the outside
0: yeah, not that quick, at least, right? <laughs> so yeah, he can't hand the ball off, you know, whatever it is, a couple of yards deep, and then go block, right? right? So it's a, uh, and and I do want to call out your choice of words. You, you said something like, like you know, it was a, it was like you know, funny that that Fent made that block. He made <laughs> he made no blocks on that play. Well, like, He
1: tried to help yupati you know, when you clearly had his man. He's like, oh, I'll just help you because this guy, you know, I know he's gonna come free, but you know what? He's out of the play.
0: And yupati's washing his dude like five. Yards downfield already, and then like Fant, like you know, sticks a, a, a an et finger at his shoulder, like, "What are you doing, dude? Your your dude's running right by you." The guy that was lined up right where you are, maybe it's because you know he plays the six man, and then he plays a little guard, and then he's a fullback, and then he's going out for you know tight end passes. You know, maybe they just confuse Fant quite a bit, and, and and you know, maybe it's our fault. Maybe we just put him in one too many situations where he just didn't realize the dude lining up in front of him was the guy. He had a friggin' block. So. I,
1: I I like how you're taking ownership of this as our fault you could put this on <laughs> on pete carroll and you could put it on schottenheimer but you know you, you and i have nothing to do with this
0: i i suppose you're right i suppose i'll, I'll let ourselves off the hook there but and it, it'll be interesting obviously you know brown still battling with the bicep and, and he came in and back you know back in the game out of the game now you have Britt injured i mean i still thought jones stood you know played played well enough you potty played well enough um I don't Uh, know, dude. You should check
1: out that article on field goals that breaks down Jones' uh, snaps in this game. Holy smokes! Uh, uh, Oh, (laughs) wasn't well, you know. And
0: and I and I said to you before we got on too that like I had some technical difficulties watching the game, and then my dad was up for a visit, so like come like the beginning of the second, you know, second part of the third quarter, my dad was here, and it was just a little bit difficult to like watch the game. So I will go check that out. Did did Jones just have a? Was he just a train wreck? I didn't. I did not see the article. He
1: was just in for ten snaps, and I think it was some of those second half snaps where they were just trying. I think one of the things that we saw in this game was Pete Carroll kind of opening up the competition at a few different spots or, or maybe giving veterans rest because you saw Cody Barton come in at, uh, yep. at linebacker yep. for KJ Wright for a bit. You saw Bradley McDougal get out there and that wasn't for Tedra Thompson like we thought it might be. It was because he was coming in for Marquise Blair. And, and we saw just uh, some other guys where, where they were getting some time, and it looked like that's what they were doing with Jamarco Jones and DJ Fluker. And yeah, check out definitely check out the article. It, uh, it definitely shows how there's some athleticism issues with Jamarco Jones. And you know, whether or not they were prepared for that based on his last few games, that's, that's probably the expectation. And I, I definitely have questions about that spot now.
0: Yeah. And I, I will go back and check it too. But you know, the nice part is maybe small sample size and maybe, sure. you know, that be it being 10 snaps and maybe just being like, well, they're loading up and who knows, like I'm not making excuses for Jones and hanging it all on fan. I'll go back and I'll go back and watch and go back and read the article too. But I, uh, yeah, I just, it's going to be an interesting, you know, uh, situation here. Like if, 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 you know, Joey, obviously we got the news today that Brit, I think he's out for the year. Correct. I saw surgery. So I'm assuming he's, he's out for the year. Yeah. Uh, um, and I mean, is 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 posted coming back? Is Hunt just the just the guy? there Any 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 new news on that? I didn't, yeah, I didn't get it. only yet.
1: been out for, I think, three games now. And so he'd have to sit out five more games before he'd be eligible to come back. So uh, we'd be looking at Joey Hunt for about five games. And I think they have an offensive lineman they might be looking to bring up from the practice squad to now be the backup. But Joey Hunt, he has been, you know, he's a veteran with this team. I wouldn't look for them to go out and sign anybody at this point because Hunt's a guy who's going to know the offense. He's, you know, put in his time as a backup, bouncing back from practice squad to the 53-man roster. I definitely expect that the Seahawks look to him and and expect him to be the guy that can fill in for at least five games until Posa can come back and, and potentially take over that spot.
0: Yeah, and it's not like Posick was, you know, amazing. Like should he show some progress? Sure, then he got banged up, but it wasn't like he was, you know, just an all an all pro out there either. Hunt the by then could show Hunt,
1: that he he has the job locked up. We'll see. I mean
0: Yeah, you know, hey listen, the thing the, the thing the, the the tenacity of Hunt, at least let's put it this way, at least Hunt is naturally going into center where that is by far his best position. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be the tremendous athlete. You could be more of a dude who knows positioning and knows where to be and still be an effective center. Now there were a couple of plays where we saw him just kind of get blown off. He's just small. Like I mean, obviously I'm five foot nine. I'm small. But like, but Joey Hunt compared to, to other dudes, like when he's standing next to Fluker, he kind of looks like you know, kind of looks kind of tiny. So like, and
1: he's not a small dude though. I mean, he's just the smallest of the big dudes.
0: Yeah, oh, no. oh no, 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 you no. Know, don't get me wrong. Like this is like you know, there's like Andre the Giant, yeah, Hulk Hogan, like Junkyard <laughs> Dog. Like oh yeah, Junkyard, you're small. No, Junkyard's pretty big dude. You know, don't don't go don't go you know harping on Junkyard dog size. The man's pretty big, but it'll be it'll be interesting, and again, I just harp on the fact that, that football seasons are longer than people I think think they are, or feel they are, and um, it's going to be a cool transition and just see how these dudes perform, but I want Brown back healthy. I'd love to, I still want to see more Jones or, or, or healthy Fluker, and I just don't want Fant out on, I, I don't want Fant as one of the starting five. Yeah. If he wants to come in as, as the cute six, I'm cool, but I'm pretty much done with, with Fant as, a, as anybody Who's, uh, who's that starting five. So I give I give the out there. But there are definitely some more to hop back over to. So why don't we get to one right now?
1: All right, Clinton, let's take a quick break. We'll come out and we'll close out the second half of three and three out.
0: Brandon. So I think this might be the second week in a row. I think we called this out in the last. Sl- yeah, we did. We talked about this last week too. Listen, I, I continue to feel that, that Marquise Blair is a difference maker out there. I, I, we just didn't have the dude who flies around the ball and sure he might miss a tackle every now and again, but the dude who like literally plays like a missile, the dude who's just like, he's going to, he's going to shoot up. He's going to make tackles. He's going to dive at dude's feet. He's going to, he made a couple of plays, man. I think there was, there was one in particular, you probably know the one going to call out, but there was that screen, right? The start of the fourth quarter. So this, this again is 24 11 and they they, they set up a beautiful screen and which they did way, way too often, by the way, like, do, don't we know by the 17th time they're they're running a friggin screen that that, that hey, if you're jailbreaking on on uh, the quarterback here, they're running a screen. But we had no, no sense of that throughout the entire I think game. They
1: call it the, but, the Onza test. You know, if Ziggy Anza <laughs> is running free toward the quarterback, then uh, then it's probably a screen.
0: Yeah, that's probably a fair thing because, you know, like as as much as we want, we want Ansa to be a bigger part of, the, of this defensive line. It just it's not there yet. And again, I'll just go back to my my. My my heart for this one is like longer season. Let's see what happens. Let's let's give the dude four or five more games. Let's see if he starts showing up in, in the fourth quarter of the year. But man, that play where where Blair just kind of screams through and makes that tackle on that on that screen play. The, it's think like it's the first play at the start of the fourth quarter. That probably saved another thirty yard, if not more, uh, you know, gain on on a screen which you got so burnt on. And then on the very next play, you got Blair. So you got one play where he is, he is, you know, one of the only Seahawks who recognizes the screen, shoots up there, makes a beautiful tackle, would have been like a 30-yard gain and and puts that down. The very next play, they like do a little toss sweep left. And who is it setting the edge out there and just like standing his dude up and giving the guy nowhere to go? The whole Seahawks line washes down. The guy tries to turn left field, but has no luck whatsoever. It's Blair. It's Blair like back-to-back plays. I'm like, dude, this guy could just play. He just seems to be the kind of player that's like a, quick, fast, ballsy, and he will get to the ball. Like that might be four things that are just A, but like A, B, C, and D. I I just continue to like what I see from Blair. And I'm okay with a dude like that making a mistake or two, you know, diving and maybe maybe having a missed tackle or two because I like what else comes with him. And, and I'm just, I'm a big believer in this guy. And I think he's going to, he should get more and more playing time.
1: Yeah, I would absolutely rather have Blair who is... Yeah, like you said, maybe miss a couple tackles, but I'll take that versus Tedrick Thompson, who wasn't even in the picture on the Brian Hill run for 23 yards. Uh, Isn't that isn't that what your free safety is supposed to at least be diving to, to make a tackle on a 23 yard touchdown run, but he wasn't even where near the play.
0: It it, it's 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 more. It's like every week, it just grows more and more frustrating. And I realize this is probably the loudest echo chamber in all of Seahawks Twitter and all the Seahawks podcasts but you know also 50 million Elvis fans uh, can't be wrong you know it's like it's like we all see that Thompson is consistently either out of position or just doesn't have the sense of where he needs to be and it literally to me feels like the 180 with Blair it's like he might not make the tackle but that dude's there he's yeah. like instinctively where he's got to be that to me is like not something that's typically taught that's just like okay football IQ football instinct I think Blair's got it I don't think think T2 really ever had
1: it. Well, and I I know I we're supposed to be talking about the end. So, and and you know, sure. Thompson might be an out. So, I, I I feel like I got myself off track, but my my point that I really wanted to make is that with a defense like this, the Seahawks don't have the 2013-2014 defense, but no. what they do need are players out there who can make plays. And we saw in this game, Bobby Wagner making plays, even though Mm -hmm. Jadavion Clowney wasn't getting sacks, he was getting in the backfield. He was disrupting. He was making plays. And Marquise Blair, when he forced that fumble by Devontae Freeman, that came at such a critical time. The Seahawks needed that play. Bobby Wagner right there to pick up the fumble. And I thought when I first saw that play, I thought, oh, there's no way. His elbow was down. That ball came out once his elbow was down. And then when it slowed down and you saw Blair just give that football just a gentle little nudge <laughs> and just to knock it <laughs> loose just enough. And and I still couldn't believe it when the officials came back and they said ruling on the field's confirmed. I was like, well, shoot, that should have at least I, I thought it would have been a stand because by the confirmed call it means they saw it and they definitely saw the ball come loose. We all saw yeah. it. and And sure enough an amazing play by Blair.
0: It's, 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 it's a heads up and B just like, you know, just, it kind of brings you, you know, harkens you back to, you know, chancellor punching something out or, or Earl karate chopping, right? It's like those dudes had that knack. It's, it's not something that's going to be showing up in a three cone and all that, all that stuff. It's like, Does this dude get it? Can this ball, can this dude ball out in the biggest moments and do the little things that that can change games? And I think you did a great job going from defensive line. It is clowny right now. It's kind of the clowny show and there's not much else. I think Reed will get back into, you know, game shape as they say, but it's clowny. It, it's Wagner. Kendrick's played better this game. He, he Especially first half. I thought Kendrick's, Kendrick was, was flying a, a little bit more. Made a couple of nice uh, tackles for loss. But it's the clowny show. It's the Wagner show of the middle. And we were just si- sincerely lacking that dude you know, in the DB. I mean, mcdougal has been good, solid, etc. But we didn't have kind of that playmaker guy. And I'm bullish that the guy could be Blair. I want to bank on that for the rest of the year. And I'll just keep... Yeah, hey, listen, that's two, two weeks in a row the dude's played and he's got Ends. I'm not sure we've ever had a trifecta, a hat trick, a natural hat, whatever you want to call it, but but next week we could see if uh, if Blair could uh, complete the hat trick and uh, complete the trilogy and get his third in. But, but that second in right there goes to Blair. I'm fired up about the way that guy's playing. All right, let's hop on over to another out. All right, let's get over to another out there, Brandon. Hey, we talked about this guy a little bit last year, What we, we were kind of, we're kind of DB heavy. And last year, you know, he was that dude who came in, shut down. Kelsey did a great job. I was kind of pumped. You know, we we were talking about him earlier this year, like, Hey, if we're going to play some more nickel, which, which again, we really didn't, but if we're going to play some more nickel, if we're going to bring more DBs out there, maybe we should see more, uh, more King King. And you know, we saw King this time and I don't, I don't, to me, I wasn't, I wasn't like, Oh my gosh, King played a terrible overall game, but you probably know where I'm going with this one that dropped interception we're talking what is it second and 10 it's like late oh. second quarter it's you know we, we had that it, uh, it was it was uh, Shaq made another Shaq had a he played very well himself Shaq had like two two of his what are becoming like just straight up Shaq plays where he's going like full extension his his hands out there and he's just batting the ball down the second time Shaq did that was late late second quarter I'm all fired up the very next play King has a, I mean, you know what you're probably replaying in your mind as you speak, everybody yes. listening to it's like King had that ball. I mean, you, you can't ask for like, I mean, it was like everything. It was, it was the right height it was softish, but he even had like the opportunity to like, to kind of do a little bit of a gallop into it. You know what I mean? We're like almost like a, a baseball player. will like do a little crow hop to like get the momentum where they're going to fire the ball. So he had the, you know, he had the little like gallop right up to it. And I mean, right through the hands into the face mask. And I'm just like, and I know at that point, you know, we're up big already, but, but when people are mad about the second half and people are like, Oh, we didn't do this in the second half. And again, Carroll just tried to just come out and just run the ball and then tried to run the ball some more and then ran it some more. And then when they needed to go get some points, you know, lo and behold, they drove in that they got the crucial, the crucial big kick from, uh, from Myers. But when, if people are like pissy about the second half performance, why don't you just go get pissy at Akeem King for dropping what is, <laughs> what is, I mean, I'm not going to say it's definite six, but. He's getting the ball. He's getting the ball with motion going the other direction, and he's he doesn't have too many people in front of him. I think he probably could have uh, jaunted for 20, 30 yards the other way. So, you know, if you're going to be pissed away about Pete Carroll, the way he called the second half, you know, why, why don't you just hang it a little bit on Akeem King and say, you know, if he catches that damn ball, the second half, this game probably is the blow that everybody was looking for as opposed to something closer. So for me, He's not in that often. You don't get chances like that that often. You've got to capitalize the out on a singular play goes to Hakeem King.
1: Yeah, that's probably where I would go because, you know, it is a tough draw for a guy getting out there in his very first game and lining up against Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. And, yeah, he did give up seven catches for 131 yards on the day. So they were going after Akeem King, and it made sense because, yeah, he was he was the guy that you want to target uh, with him being in there for Trey Flowers, and they did that, but holy smokes – uh, yeah, man, you got, you got to catch that when it hits you in the hand, when it's right in your eyeballs and your face mask, you can watch that ball into your hands because it was thrown perfectly to that spot.
0: <laughs> uh, everything. The right, like I said, the right elevation, the right pitch, the right, the right angles. 38 year old Matt in-
1: Chobb is not throwing darts out there. That's so uh, you're no, going to hurt your hands.
0: No. No, he's, he's, he's got the, you know, he's got an arm of like, uh, Chad Pennington today. Right. So, which is, uh, which is not just, which is to say accurate, but not very, not very aggressive. And, um, yeah, you just, you just gotta, you gotta haul that in and you know what? You know, him getting picked on by Julio Jones and Ridley. I could live with that again. It's like, it's, I don't expect King to be, you know, like Shaq Griffin, who, who's really come back into this third year and he, he's become an excellent, excellent corner and, and better than he was the first year and leading Better than he was with his uh, sophomore slump, but the end there is yeah, I'm okay with him getting burnt by by one of the best in the game with Julio Jones, and when you get that opportunity, you just you just gotta capitalize. There's zero excuses for that. So, and the shame of it is, you know, he's not gonna see the field that much more if that's the kind of stuff that happens when he does get his op. So, anyway, hanging the big out on King, we do have one more in. Why don't we hop on over to it right now? All right, Brandon. Football, you know, it's always it's always funny to me that some people on Twitter are always like, oh, you know, momentum in sports isn't real. I'm like, dude, A, have you ever played? You know, have you ever played or coached? Like, what do you what are you talking about? Momentum That's like saying isn't that real. humans like, hey. don't
1: have emotions. <laughs>
0: That's exactly like, like there's, there's no emotion. There's no, there's no change in energy. Of course there is. It's, 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 it's more, it's actually quite palpable and it's quite real. These people are just, I don't know, anybody who says momentum and they'll and it's stats nerds. They'll go to, you know, they'll go to the damn math. It's like, it's like, you're trying to make an emotional argument by showing me math. Like, are you, <laughs> you serious right now? Get your math out of here. Emotion matters and, and the, and momentum definitely matters. So I want to give this this, this other in here. It's twenty four eleven. I think the Falcons even score on this drive. But you know, when I write these things down, I, I'm not mama cleoing what's happening in the future here. But it's a. Uh, it's 24 to 8. It's the third quarter. The Falcons do have this momentum. And then, you know, when they need it, I am as frustrated with everybody else that we get two sacks in the day on a team that, you know, others are just ripping apart for four, five, six, seven sacks. However, when we need it, who comes blasting through? But Bobby Wagner, right? It was 24 to 8. He gets the big sack. They only get a field goal to make it 24 to 11, but it's just about the momentum. I realized that that the Falcons went on to score some more points and we only eked out that, that, that other three for the rest of that game. But to me, in that moment, holding them to three and the reason we held them to three was that Wagner sack was a big deal. And we haven't talked a lot about Bobby Wagner this year yet, so I want to give that in to that specific play, the Wagner sack that basically stopped the bleeding for a little bit because three is not seven and right then they could not let the Falcons go get another touchdown and Wagner made sure that they absolutely did not the end for me goes to that big Wagner sack
1: I think this may have been Bobby Wagner's best game so far this season because you had that eight yard sack where Matt Schaub just didn't want to get hit so he just fell down to the ground (laughs) Bobby was there to to get the stat. He's 38. He's 38 (laughs) years old. I don't don't blame him either. If I see Bobby Wagner coming at me, I'm going down And (laughs) so, so no shame in that to, to Matt Schaub, you know, one of the three old mats on the team, but Bobby Wagner, (laughs) yeah, he had that play. He had the broken up pass in the end zone to Austin Hooper that would have got the game within a score at the, at the three minute mark. If he doesn't break up that pass to the tight end, then the, then the Falcons are within one possession. And they had that extra possession where they ended up getting a field goal. But that really was a a critical play for Bobby Wagner. And as you mentioned, too, that third down, they were showing that they were going for it on fourth downs earlier on in the game. They went for a fourth down when it was when the football was on their side of the field. So if they're able to get yardage there and it's not third and 16 or whatever it was after the Bobby Wagner sack, they're probably going to go for it and, and try and score. They had the momentum at that point. So, yeah, that was a big momentum shift. And so congrats to Bobby Wagner for making the plays. Congrats to Bobby Wagner for getting the, the franchise lead and tackles, passing Eugene yes. Robinson in this game. And I love that we're finishing off the ends with our middle linebacker.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a good feeling. The dude deserves it all. And he's you know, we haven't talked that much about him this year. So, man, oh, man, does it feel good in and in to kind of give the kind of give that love to Bobby, which is awesome. All right, let's bounce it over to our final out. And then and then, of course, we have uh, we got tons of from the flock. So let's get to both of these.
1: All right, Clinton, you're podcasting from the car. I know your kids are asleep, so you know can't get too animated there. And I figured that this last out, maybe you were giving it to me because you didn't want to get too animated over it. But some penalties in this game were infuriating. Three penalties by Jadevian Clowney neutral zone infraction twice on the same drive within about t- 20 seconds of play time within another on third and six, he makes it a third and short. Fortunately, he comes up with the tackle on third and one to maybe redeem himself a little bit. Cause he gets to the stop of the backfield, but then yeah, he comes nice. right back on fourth and two and another neutral zone infraction gives him a first down. And it was right after that, that uh, two plays after that, in fact, that Brian Hill was going into the end zone for the touchdown. And that wasn't the only one. It was another first down that he gave up just on the next series. And, you know, not too much longer after that, Matt Shouse throwing the one yard pass to Austin Hooper. It was a third and five play where he is offside and giving the Falcons another first down. So I got to give the out to Clowney. I know he had the play, the the strip sack at the end of the first half. He had some great plays in this game, but holy smokes, man, you can't be giving up first downs when in critical moments. And uh, those just came at some of the worst times
0: so I'm I'm happy that you got to got to feel the goodness of of, of giving it out right it feels good to, to vent that way it's like a it's like an every week festivist times three it's kind of nice but but you know the other part too is like uh, you know, people were like, "Hey, we couldn't have given up a seventh for Michael Bennett. Like Michael Bennett just got sure. Yeah. We couldn't give up a want to add more you know offsides and, and, and neutral zone he- infractions to yeah. this team. No,
1: we yeah. don't need two Michael Bennetts on this team. We have one. That's enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, we exactly. We swapped the guy who did it, you know, for us in his prime for the guy who now does it for us in his prime. It's like we got this. You know, it that is Michael Bennett. That was his thing. We just didn't need two of them. And the funniest part about the the uh, neutral zone." And then the tackle for the loss and then the neutral zone was that if you go back and watch the tackle for a loss, now it's a brilliant play. It's a beautiful play. But if you go back and look, he's (laughs) lined up in the neutral zone. I remember watching the first time it went through after the first neutral zone. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, dude, you are still lined up offsides. They didn't call it, but I, but I urge everybody listening, go back and watch. it. It's hilarious. In retrospect, the dude's lined up offsides. Again, he makes the play. They don't call it. And the next, the next, very next play is jumping again. I'm like, oh my gosh! And it was, um, yeah. I'm glad you called this one out because it's just, it is just frustrating. And again, he did it not once, not twice, but thrice. Right? Did it? Did it? A he third had the hat trick of,
1: of lineman penalties.
0: Ugh the the natural hat of of giving these up. It was it was tough, man. So I think that's a great out to pin it onto because it's it's to me, I'll, I'll, for me, it's like that. He's almost like the Marquis Blair. We talked about like where are the playmakers? Like it's it's still Bobby. Blair's making plays and it really is the clowny show on the, on defensive line. And we live with it with Michael Bennett, and we're going to live with that with Clowney too. But
1: really, he hadn't been that bad uh, with it until this game. Oh yeah,
0: he's been good yeah. this year. Yeah, I mean the, for us, he's been good this year. Like it, that was his big well, one of the things. Like, well, he doesn't get that many sacks. He's actually offsides quite a bit. Um, but like, well, we're not seeing that. Like, you know, he, and, and then and it definitely reared its head this time. And I and I wonder is does you know, that makes makes one wonder does Matt Schaub have some like just you know some old school like Yodaism? <laughs> some like I'm. Thirty-eight years old, and I like could Jedi mind trick the crap out of you to, to jumping. I mean, it can't be a harder count than some of the other dudes in the NFL. You know, it's not like Matt up is some wizard. And and it also, you know, it wasn't like uh, that. The, whatever that the Mercedes Dome was loud, and they're on offense at that point too. So I, I don't know what, where it would be. Uh, maybe it was all the Seahawks fans <laughs> that we heard. Maybe the Seahawks fans were just cheering too loudly for our defense. That clown, he couldn't uh, couldn't stay on sides. But yeah, Brandon. I'm with you on this one. Though. I think it's a great out. I'm glad. I'm glad I was you know past the torch. I was like, hey, do you got any? And, and you picked out a good one. So yeah, Clowny, come on, dude. You got to do better than that. That's so frustrating. You get the big O. Oh, yes, you make the big plays, but dude, you, you can't. You can't let us down like that. Come on.
1: All right, Clinton, let's get to our From the Flock segment, of course. People get in the flock at getintheflock.com if people want to help out in the ring of honor or just if they want to get on Twitter and tag it, hashtag 3I30, tag you at Clinton Bond. And we're going to call out some of these folks that have that have offered their opinions of what's in and what's out from this past week. And before we get to the listeners, I'm, I'm going to give one of my own ins that I don't even nice. see in here. Uh, among the listeners, I got to give an in to the Russell Wilson to Lockett connection. In the first half, mm. Wilson was threading the needle into some super tight windows to t- Tyler Lockett. And I, I feel like after a game like this, that just can't go unnoticed.
0: Yeah, you know. Thank you. You know what? I love when we when we end with an out, but then we really don't because we won. It's probably my favorite <laughs> thing in the world. So, so I love the extra bonus in. And I'll say what I said last week. Like, here's my deal with Wilson to lock it. I know he threw the ball twenty times, and last week I was like, the dude needs at least twenty five percent of the targets. He got six targets, so that hits the twenty five percent marker. So maybe I should just you know pipe down already. <laughs> and I'll say. This is still Lockett, man. Like, Lockett, <laughs> like, I really, I, I a, I'd like us to throw the ball more than 20 times. Even though we're up 24 nothing, I like to throw, throw the ball more than 20 times. B, this dude is like, you know, uh, elite. He is, he is straight up elite at this point. And, and right, right in his prime with a QB who is the most accurate QB in the league. And it's a deadly combination. If this dude's not getting eight, 10, 12 targets a game, it is like a damn shame. You're just missing opportunities where they are. They are so precise together that it is extremely, if not near impossible to defend. So love the extra bonus in two athletes in their prime that are both so damn good. I want more Wilson to lock it. I want my MTV and I want it right now, Brandon.
1: Well, that kind of, <laughs> what you were talking about kind of fits in with one of Mario Cristiani's outs And he gives the out to second half play calling. Says, I don't understand why the play calling is never to win. It seems like this always is just not to lose. Russell's an MVP. We should be giving him every opportunity to ensure a decisive victory, especially against that god-awful Falcons defense. And one of the things that I point to here is that, I don't think they went after Isaiah Oliver enough in this game. Lockett had one reception against Oliver. He'd been having, you know, the rookie's been having a tough year so far this year. I I saw that he's been giving up half his yardage just after the catch. So throwing the ball (laughs) his direction. The fact that they only went one time at him with DK Metcalf and yeah, it didn't result in a catch. But let DK make the catch. And just try and run over Oliver, and that that just never happened in this game. So yeah, he had success against David Moore. He didn't allow a catch going his way three times, but still
0: only five
1: go in the direction of Oliver. I, I feel like that was something that they could have taken advantage of more.
0: I, I'm I'm with I'm with you on that out there. It's like man, like hey, I was frustrated to a certain extent with the lack of passing in the second half, and I'm like. I kind of know that Pete Carroll's probably going to run the ball, run the crap out of the ball in the second half, up 24-0. I have Russ and Lockett on two of my five fantasy teams, so I got that combo. We went up 24 nothing at the half, and I mean, one of my dudes from Long Island texted me. He's like, oh, man, you know we're in line for a big day here. I'm like, I don't think so, dude. I was like, "You know, p- pump the brakes a bit, because I just don't think that Russ and Lockett are going to have a big second half because uh, what we do, like uh, who, what we are. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, and I wish we were a little bit different, but again, we talked about it earlier. A road road wins a road win, so we'll take it. Um. All right, bouncing over to an in. So, Gar uh, Garen Taylor hit me up. I know he's he's a member of the uh, of the flock. He's in the Slack channel. He's uh, he's a great dude. But he also hit me up on Twitter, and he also went out to Blair. He goes Blair. He's like, I like the way he phrases too. He goes Blair delivering legal big hits. You know, that's mm. kind of a kind of nice way to put it these days. He also called that locket for making the big the big catch after catch and the, and the really tough ones. And one thing we didn't talk about too, Garen also goes into the O line during the first half. Just Go too much into what happened in the second half, but but that first half, man. What what do we have? We had uh, Carson with about eighty in the first half, and Penny with what maybe high forties in in the first half, something like that. Where it was like well over hundred yards. Really impressive first half from the old line. So a good job by Garen calling out some of the some of the bright sides of our our victory versus the Falcons.
1: Daniel Weinholz gives the out says conservative defense. I thought we could have blitzed and pressured a lot more. And I can, I can definitely see the issue with this because you know you have Matt Schaub in the backfield. We saw that anytime you brought pressure his way, he was getting a little bit jumpy. The dude doesn't want to get hit. It's understandable. So why don't you send a little bit more pressure his way in this game and, and really try and make him uncomfortable? It didn't feel like they really uh, sent a whole lot of pressure his way.
0: Yeah, I, Daniel hits it square on the head. There was there was actually on my ledger is one of the outs that I had that that I was maybe gonna go to, was uh, early in the game a third and long where they where they kind of farts around again and they they send they send like three they send like three dudes and they send like a fourth soft guy in like almost Didn't like they a drop like
1: back Jaron Reed into coverage. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> they they did so, they're doing all these weird they're so weird man. It's like as if we don't have enough linebackers trying to cover guys. Right, let's just let let's let defensive tackle. Also try to cover dudes. I right? like, "What the hell are we doing?" So I'm with you, Daniel. That's uh It was a frustrating thing. It's like, man, what, why don't we just rev this up a little bit? And again, it's like when we did, what do we see? We see, oh, I don't know, Wagner storming through and, and getting getting a big sack. It's like, oh, because he was on a linebacker blitz. You know, oh my, right? Like what a what a uh, you know what a coincidence, right? So, but good call by Daniel there. I got Although one. Here from I, you my- know, I
1: I will point. You know, I will point out one thing before we move on, though, is it is that, you know, just looking at the numbers, they did blitz him 17 times out of the 54 plays. And guess what? His yards per attempt when he was blitzed at 10.8, which was higher than uh, any other time with uh, even when he was not under pressure at all. So. Uh, I guess maybe you could chalk that up to the fact that they were blitzing and they just weren't getting home. So maybe maybe some credit to the Atlanta line, I, I suppose, even though Alex Mack was holding Al Woods all day.
0: <laughs> he was. Th- thigh arm was breaking through in a couple of plays, too. So I was very I was very happy with Al Woods. That was another, another dude that had a couple of uh, chances to be on the inside of the ledger. I think Al Woods might be like our most consistent player all year long at this point, too. He's, he's playing quite good. Uh, and Speaking of quite good, let's go to Christopher Rolf, So agent of Bo last night on Twitter. We talked about Shaq a little bit, but but Christopher likes to send a couple of ins and outs on Twitter throughout the game. He tags him three I three-o, does a good job with that. He goes second in, because this is the second one he gave us. He goes second in goes to Shaq Griffin. He goes, he's just done a phenomenal job at CB this season so far. Could not agree more. And for Shaq, it was like early. What I loved about Shaq was they tested him twice in the like once in the first quarter, once in the second quarter. He shut both of those down. And then you know what? He was kind of like it's kind of like Sherman on on a in a week where they just don't throw to him anymore. They're like, you know what? Eh, we're not going to we're not gonna throw to this guy. <laughs> we're not, not going to mess with no, that dude anymore. That, they, that's
1: good. Yeah, we're good. Like,
0: correct. To correct. I mean, they had King to pick on, they had other folks to pick on and, and, and pick on they did, but it wasn't the Shaq side. Shaq was like, no, no, no. It was, it was like Batman and Gotham. He's like, no, I got this. Don't worry about it. You know? So, so he he had Gotham locked down. Christopher Rolfe had this locked down with the good tweet, a nice in by Christopher there. Good job.
1: All right, I've got another in, and I'm going with Jeremy Green, and I couldn't agree more with this one. Michael Dixon, having some great punts today. Uh, Good to see him get back on track. Big balls, Dixon, he's back in the game.
0: Oh, I mean, we've we been waiting for this. Like we, this, this, this has been, listen, when we win games and we're like nitpicking about our punter just being average that then we are, we're doing exactly that. We're nitpicking, but, but we talked about this earlier too. I was thinking about this in the game, Brandon. We talked about this earlier in the season where it seemed like uh big balls Dixon hit. Now, by the way, I went big balls there. I did get the plural to the balls of the balls. <laughs> we had, we, we've had this ongoing discussion, but I do feel it should be, should be plural. So big balls, Dixon, we talked about his form being like he was almost like short, you know, being shorter and trying to be a little too cute with his little, with his, uh, with his, with his form early in the year. But I don't know if you noticed, man, a couple of the punts that he had here, he just seemed to have like a longer form. Like he actually mm. just booted, his foot is flying up higher, more, just, just, I don't know, just more oomph, more follow through, if you will. And it's like, to me, it was like the results were pretty friggin' obvious. Like he had hang time, he had the depth and then we had good coverage. It was, it was a nice, a, a real nice uh, job all day long by the coverage as well. But yeah, man, great, great call out. We haven't talked about Dixon much on the positive side of the ledger, but yeah, Dixon showed up. And again, man, this deceptively long season, can we get that Dixon the next eight? Cause that makes a big, big, big difference when we're playing teams better than the Falcons. All right, Brandon. So Hector, Mark, he, he just hit me up with a two spot right on Slack. Again, this is the the folks that are in in the uh, in the Seahawks pod, Ring of Honor. The folks that you know go to in dot com, become a member of the flock, and then you get to enjoy the Sundays. Listen, I live in Connecticut, and 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 you know, Brandon, you're sitting over in Montana. We get to do this because of the the magic of the the interwebs. And Hector and everybody else, we're enjoying ourselves on Slack on Sunday as a big community, a big family. He comes in with. He goes DK, Carson and Lockett all in today. And he goes also in, he goes being up 24 to nothing at the half. You know what? I I don't think that was like celebrated quite enough. I know what the outcome was. And I know people kind of left being like, ho hum, you know, the Falcons got within seven and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, we were up 24, nothing. We talked about this earlier where. You know, In games past in 2013, we were down big to the Texans. We were down big to the Buccaneers. Did we feel better about those wins because we came back and won? I mean, maybe at that point when it's like, oh, Russ can do these things. Wow, Russ could do this again. Maybe because it was 2013. But isn't it also pretty freaking awesome to be up 24 nothing at the half? And I think Hector's calling that out. And I really like that in.
1: Yeah, I think that we can look at this game and say, yeah, the second half wasn't ideal, but the first half was. In a tale of two halves, you still have to recognize the other half.
0: I agree. And by the way, if we were down the first half and then the quarter three and quarter four, guess what? Wilson wouldn't have thrown the ball 20 times. He would have thrown the ball 32 times. It would just be a different game. And, and you pointed that out earlier, too, when we had to move the ball. We did. We got that extra three points when we needed to, and Myers kicked a big fifty-plus yard field goal. So, I just think people just get a little bit, a little bit too upset about the final outcome in, in a victory on the road. And I think Hector helped us keep it, you know, put it in perspective. There,
1: yeah, it's not the playoffs yet. That, that wasn't the. Well, if it were the Super Bowl, people would still be happy because it's a Super Bowl win. But <laughs> true, <laughs> it's, true, we're fact, not true there fact. yet. <laughs> All right, looking at Dave Bloomquist, Hong Kong Hawk. I think we've covered most of them except the one, uh, one of his out. His first out says, I'm done with the quote, the pass rush will come BS from Carroll. It's not coming, and it's not because of the talent, it's the scheme. No team with Zeke Anza, Jadivian Clowney, Jaron Reed should be walking away from Atlanta with just two sacks. This is completely unacceptable
0: the end for me is always this too. Like again, we talked about this last week where Carol and his presser, he's been like, a it'll either gel, which, which I think you pointed out, like, I don't know if gelling and pass rushes is, is the exact thing. Cause it's just dudes getting off the, after the quarterback. But the other, the B there is, you know, Carol keeps saying, and if it doesn't, well, we're gonna we're gonna find ways to to bring pressure. We're gonna you know find ways, which means AKA blitz more. So you know I'm with you, Bloomy. Um, I, our I think our frustrations are are what they are. This is a bad Falcons team. We we really wanted to see us rack up four, five, six, seven sacks. Didn't happen. And you know you know who we didn't mention at all this entire pod, Brandon. But you know the 49ers, they're just they're flat out back. They are flat out. They are flat out back. Joey Bosa is a bad, bad man, but he's not, he's not the only bad man in that line. And when you're facing a team, that's like, you know, if we're going to juxtapose where we're at currently and what they look like, it's looking like, you know, Ivan Drago, you know, after after he just, just knocked out Creed. And it's like, man, this is, this is a bad dude. Like, what are are we doing here? That can we, can we stand and go toe to toe with these guys right now? I'm not sure that that Seahawks nation has a ton of confidence that we can go toe to toe with with those Niners because they just they just bring it and they keep bringing it and they stay on you we don't have that right now we have to play differently we got to kind of form ourselves into this as the year goes on but right now after week eight they are a meaner tougher faster team than we are and we got to deal with that we got to find a way to beat them we got a couple times to go try but but it's going to be a really interesting second half of the year I'm definitely fired up for that
1: And I think that's where a lot of the frustration is, is looking over at the 49ers and yeah, when you're up 24 to nothing and you know that the team is going to have to throw the ball to get back into the game, I feel like we should have seen more pressure early on in that third, especially in the third quarter.
0: I mean, let me shop through for nearly five hundred without it. So what's so what's the difference? You know, like just just go off, tee up. Let let Wagner get at it. Let Kendricks do what he does well. Let hey, bring in Blair or 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 go get King. You know, another chance at a big play. Bring him on on a on a blitz, right? So yeah. I'm, and again, I think this all goes back to Bloomy. We feel you, man. We're with you. And again, we got eight more games. Brandon, we're six and two. Six and two. We're six and two. We're still six and two. And and don't downplay racking up W's. In the middle of the season, when when you have a, a a tougher stretch coming up, these Ws all matter. These Ws are what get you into the playoffs, get you good positioning, and then and then from there, man, it's just about getting hot and being healthy at the right time. We're not quite hot right now. We're definitely not quite healthy, but we got half a season to get there. And let's see how this all plays out. I am super fired up.
1: And with that, there's only one thing left to say:
0: Go Hawks!
1: Go Hawks!